Welcome to the LYC Podcast. We are a youth community that believes in loving people and meeting them where they are. Our desire is that through this message, God's love for you is confirmed, your hope in Jesus is renewed, and your faith is awakened. We're in a series titled Even If. This is the third week of a series called Even If. Don't stare at the oceans too long. I literally just got captivated into them. So the title of the message is You Can Have Courage. You can have courage. So uh, tonight I have four points for you. Four just points. It's going to be just like I wrote you a book. It's going to be so just profound and it's going to be just the key to your success. But like I said, we've been in a series called Even If, where we have been understanding that when everything else seems to be changing, God never changes. Last week, Matt, who, great, who led a great message, give a round of applause for Matt. That's right. Best friend right there. That's right. Uh, taught us that God, even if, is, so God's even if is a response to our what if. And he did such a great job. Let's give him another round of applause. So today we're talking about fear, nasty, just awful fear. I hope you didn't get the picture of me just going like, ugh. So nasty fear. Who's just annoying, annoyed about fear? Like who just is so afraid of fear? Uh, so fear is annoying. Ugh. So um, who's been afraid or scared before? Just raise your hand. Like if you've ever been afraid or scared, what are some of those silly things that you're like afraid of? Like we'll get to like the real ones in a second, but like what are the things that you're just like oddly afraid of? Matt? Bugs? Bugs? Joel? Huh? Oh, two. Okay. Three, yes. Swiss cheese? The holes? Yeah, you afraid to fall in? Okay, sponges freak you out? Okay, what's number two? Quickly. Yeah? Yeah? It's bound to happen, right? What about you, Izzy? A bug in your car. Who else? Who else? Isaac? Yeah, that'll do it. Who else, Caleb? Not anymore, but I used to be terrified of bees. Bees, Brad? Dogs as a kid? Baby dolls. Baby dolls, so true. Anybody else? Anybody else? No, no silly fears. What? A bug crawling out of your bed? Probably. Like that is probably happening right now. What? A face in your closet? Yo, it be there. I swear, I saw it. I, I, ugh. What about you guys? Any fears? Being called upon? Yeah. That's right. Uh, Ari, what are some of my fears? Snakes, falling, roller coasters, getting shot, somebody trying to kill me. Like, there's a lot. I come strapped, though, so don't try me. Um, so anybody else? Just give me your fears. Kimberly, what? Oh, yeah. What about the big creatures that are under the water, ready for us to, like, you know, that's ocean? Yeah, what? What? Calculators? Calculus? Cow killers? 
I hate those things. Cow killers, my gosh. Okay, so hey, yes. Being a teacher's pet. Especially with professors. You're my favorite. You're so awesome. <laughs> so we have some pretty silly fears, if you, if we, as we all can see. Um, uh, but don't we also have real fears? Don't we also have things that we're really afraid of that aren't as silly as spiders or cow killers, uh, but are things like fear of rejection, fear of failure, fear of being hurt, fear of whatever. So there, there's a list that we can go through that says like, yeah, like I'm afraid of that. Like I, but whenever I was writing this, I wrote down like just some fears of mine. Some of them were silly, like the snakes, but some of them were like the fear of rejection, right? So fear happens, right? So fear, it happens. We live in a fallen world and fears come up. But what if I would tell you that even if fear comes, you can have courage. Let's look at a book in the Bible that I believe is often overlooked. I literally used to overlook this because I thought it was when God invented math. I'm talking about the book of numbers. I was just like, yo, I'm going to skip that one. I don't, I don't got time for that. Like, couldn't do Y equals MX plus B. Like, I don't even know, like, chapter and verse on that. Um, but yeah, the book of numbers, I would always skip over it. Uh, but in preparing for this, I really uh, got into it and it was not like for the first time, but like really was getting into it and really was enjoying it and kind of uh, got a lot out of it. So I'm going to share kind of that's kind of our main focus today. Um, so turn to the book of Numbers and while you do that, I'm going to pray for us. OK, so Lord, thank you. We thank you that you love us. We thank you that you are for us. Lord, help me in my words. Help me uh, trust you with what to say, Lord, for you remind me what to say, and I love you for that. So, Lord, uh, help me and help our students. So, in your name we pray, amen. So, anyway, in the book of Numbers, Numbers 13 and 14 is where we're going to begin. So, in the book of Numbers, I'm going to give you guys some context. We see the people of Israel. You know, the ones that God saved from Egypt and, are, and, and that they call themselves the God's chosen people. Well, today we're talking about right after, uh, before they entered the land that God has promised them, uh, Moses um, wanted a report of the land. So he sends spies into, into the land that they were to soon enter into. And, and that was the land that God had promised to them. So they gather information, and then they come back, and they come to Moses, and this is what they say. Numbers 13, 27 to 20, if you could put on the screen, Brad. This is the report to Moses. We entered the land you sent us to explore, and it is indeed bountiful country. Is that right, bountiful? Thank you. Thank you, Isaac. Bountiful country, a land flowing with milk and honey. Here is the kind of fruit it produces. But the people living there are powerful, and their towns are large and fortified. We even saw giants there, the descendants of Enoch. So all seemed well until they mentioned the inhabitants of the land and the cities that were built, and they were fearful and thought of it as impossible. Okay? So the people living there are powerful. It's flowing. It's land flowing of milk and honey. It's amazing. It's beautiful. It's everything we feel like God's promising us. But the people living there are powerful, and their towns are large and fortified. We even saw giants there. So going down uh, to verse uh, 33, it says, 
There we saw the giants, the descendants of Anak, and we were like grasshoppers in our own sight, and so were we in their sight. So we see the spies go into the land, and they are well pleased, but they see the giants and become, become fearful. See, when you and I make uh, decisions and, and change is coming, or we make change for our life that is better, there is fear. We too face giants often in the form of fear. Many times we respond with situations like this group of spies who see the promise, the thing that was for them, but they let fear control them and stop them from reaching what God would have for them. So we can get in the same mindset. We can, we can let things get in the way of what we feel like God has for us. So we can get to the place of not even moving forward. We're staying exactly where we are because we are too afraid of facing our giants. So fortunately, it's not where the story ends. There was another group that also came back with a different report. So if you would go to Numbers 14, 7 through 9, we'll read it together. I'll read it, not together. 14 verse 7 says, They said to all the people of Israel, The land we traveled through and explored is a wonderful land. And if the Lord is pleased with us, he will bring us safely into that land and give it to us. It is a rich land flowing with milk and honey. Do not rebel against the Lord and don't be afraid of the people of the land. They are only helpless prey to us. They have no protection, but the Lord is with us. Don't be afraid of them. So it's kind of a different report, right? It's kind of a different response to the same thing. It's kind of a different reaction to the giants. One saying, it's impossible. Those things are too big. You ever seen Shaq? I, I couldn't do it. I mean, I'm going to be like, yo, God, you sure that one? Dwayne the Rock Johnson, Jason Momoa, all of them there. I'd, I'd, I'd go there and be like, yo, can I hug you? Like, I don't know. Like, wouldn't it be awesome to hug Shaq? Like, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to stop there because you guys are making fun of me. Um, So yeah, Caleb and Joshua came back from a very different point of view. Caleb and Joshua being the second group that came back with hope and not uh, the report that was, it's impossible. So even though they saw the same thing, they didn't fear the end of the story. Their fear did, sorry, their fear wasn't the end of their story. So even if they were afraid, God would meet them there on the other side of their fear. And you know what? He's also there during our fear. So point number one is this. Don't let fear be the end of your story. Don't let it. Don't let fear be the end of your story. Don't let fear decide your fate. Don't do it. And it's not that they weren't afraid. They just remembered that God was with them. And that if he did it before, he's going to do it again. I'll say it again. It's not that they weren't afraid. They were. They just remembered that God was with them. And if that he did it before, he'll do it again. So you can have courage even if you're scared. Just like this situation example gave us. You can have courage. You can have courage even when you're afraid. 
So my next point is point number two. God has promises for you and over your life. God has promises for you and they're over, and they're over your life. He has things for you, a promised land for you. He has things that he wants to do through you, with you. He wants to grow things into you. Do you know that God has good plans for your life? Like, do you know that God has good plans for your life? Get your neighbor and say, hey, God has good plans for your life. Just hit him. Don't hit him too hard. Just be like, hey, yo, God's got good plans for your life. God's got good plans for your life. So God loves you, and he has things that he wants you to experience. He has things that, that he wants to do with you. You're not just here to do whatever. That's like my phrase. Like, I don't want to do just whatever. And I don't want you to ever think that you're just here to do whatever. You're here for a purpose. You're here for a reason. God has you here because he wants to do something with you. And it's a beautiful thing. And you don't want to let a giant or a fear be the thing that stops you from entering into your promised land. What was it you said, Kimberly, when you were praying? You said uh, you can't take the wilderness into the promised land. Yes. That's a good word. I hit. I, 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 I love it though. Thank you for being the mouthpiece. I, I remember uh, hearing it going like, "That's good stuff. That is good stuff." I was. Mm. Um, so God loves you. Like, if, don't hear anything else. I want you to hear I want you to hear this stuff. This is pretty good stuff. But hey, if you don't hear anything else, leave here. Yep, God loves me. Moving on. Um, so God here, He wants to change your life. He wants He has a promised land for you. He has a promised land for you. Don't let fear get in the way of what God has for you. So He had you in mind when He created the world. I've said this before and I'll say it again. He created you and He had you in mind at the beginning of it all. And he has a great plan for your life. And like I said, we can't let our fears of the giants get in the way of that. So don't let your fear get in the way of the promised land. It's point number three. Point number three. Three is my favorite number. Uh, number three, determine your giants. Determine your giants. I'm giving you how-tos. This is what we're doing here. Determine your giants. So what are you afraid of? Like, what is it actually you're afraid of? I want you guys to, at some point, maybe it's tonight, not, not now, but at some point, I want you to write these things down. Because here's my answer to you with these fears. The Bible says, more than anything else, 365 times, in fact, one for each day, the Bible says, do not be afraid. So for literally 365 times, the Bible says, do not be afraid. So every day you can remember that God doesn't want me to be afraid. God wants me to trust him. God wants me to know that he has me and I don't have to be afraid. And that's just amazing and insane. And it might be 364, but just follow me with the point. That's right. Awesome. So there we go. See, I, I looked up a Google I did a Bing search. Anybody else use Bing anymore? <laughs> Internet Explorer, man, the homie right there. That's an OG. Firefox. Do you, 
I actually know someone who sees my <laughs> Firefox. <laughs> okay, hey. Uh, so, don't, so determine your giants. So this is a, this is a practical thing that we're going to be doing, uh, a practical thing that I want you guys to do because we can't fix the problem, we can't fight the problem if we don't determine what the problem is. We can't, we don't know what to do unless we know what's in front of us. We can't, we don't know how to get on the other side unless we know how to face our giants. Like if I'm trying to fight, I don't, I don't even know an example. Like I, if I'm trying to fight Matt, it's impossible. He's too he's too swole. He's too big. I can't do it. But I have to. I have to realize. I have to realize. I don't even know how to even tell that. I'm just moving on. Um, we have to realize our giants, what they are, who they are, the fears, the 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 things that stop us, the anxieties, the the pressures, the the things that we're worrying about, the things that we're that we're afraid of. So how do you determine what they are? That's for you. Like uh, you have to determine what they are. You have to. I, I want you guys to write them down. I want to. I want you guys to spend time in um, your your secret place time, in your place where you're reading scripture, or in just a, a quiet time with the Lord, or or just in a quiet time on your time home tonight, on the ride home from from here to to your house or whatever it is. Just take time. Ask the Lord, God. I'm afraid of this. I fear this. And I want you to write them down and ask the Lord to address each of these fears. This helps you in your relationship with him because it's a conversation. It's, Lord, I'm afraid of this. He wants to see you. He wants to know you. Let him in. And in a way and a method that this can help you is by simply talking to him like that. God, I'm afraid of this. Can you help me with this? So with your fears that you're going to write down, I want you to ask God, how, how does this, how, what do you say about this? Because here's what I know. This word, this Bible, this, this truth right here, I can almost very confidently say that each fear that you have is addressed in this book. I know that you might be afraid of robots or, or drones or whatever that are coming. I don't know if they're in this book, but we'll, Romans 8.28, that, that, that's what I got for you. So what, what I have for you is an example of that. I'm, I'm going to list off a couple fears. Uh, fear of loss. Well, in, off the top of your head, do you, even ha- do you have some scriptures for that that you just have? If not, I have one for you. Can you go Romans 8.28? Yeah. And we know that all things work together for the good of those who love God, to those who are called according to his purpose. So fear of loss and we know that all things work together for the good of those who love God. You're afraid of losing something or losing a loved one? All things work together for the good of those who love God. Fear of rejection. Let's go to Luke 10, 16. Fear of rejection. He who hears, he who hears you hear, he who hears you hears, that doesn't make, that make any sense. Is that right? He who hears you, thank you, sorry, I'm reading weird. He who hears you, hears me. He who rejects you, rejects me. And he who rejects me, rejects him who sent me. So really, kind of, the way I understand that is if you're, if you're rejected, that's not you being rejected. That's, that's, you, that's, the, that's Jesus in you that's rejected from the world. So if you're afraid of rejection, the, Jesus says this, they're not rejecting you, they're rejecting me. And like, like, like I said, when I was praying, 
there's nothing better than Jesus. So you could gain the world, but lose your heart. Gain the world, but lose your soul. And what, what reward does that get you? One of the, one of the, the, the things that really um, kind of helped me on my faith journey was realizing there's two paths that I'm going to go down. One path that gets me everything I've ever wanted. The college degree, the cool accolades, the cool rewards, the cool things that I, that I think will make me feel good, the, the money, the house, the whatever. Like, like that's the thing, you know, that's going to, that's, that's one, that's one thing. And I remembered knowing that even if I got all that, it wouldn't mean anything at the end of it. I can't take it with me. I would just realize that I wasted my whole life obtaining things. And there's another path. And this is the path that, that, that I'm on, is this path that I'm after the Lord. I'm after serving Him. I'm after Him growing in me. I'm after knowing Him. And that's the path that's not only going to get me what God wants to bless me with, but that's the path that's going to get me eternal reward. The kingdom is what's being offered to me. And that's better. That is eternal. So if I, if I, I don't think I have to convince you on this. Like, this is better. The kingdom is better. The kingdom is better. What God has for you is better. What God wants for you is better. God's promised land is better. The direction that you want to go, I'm not saying like, the direction that you think that's not God, that's not the direction that God has for you. That's not the, that's not the kingdom. That's not uh, the, the promised land. That's just more desert. So go to God's promised land because that's the promised land. That's what he wants for you. And that's better. So fear of worthlessness, going back to my examples, the fear of worthlessness. Sometimes it feels like nothing matters. It feels like nothing makes sense. It feels like it doesn't even matter if I'm here. It feels like, I feel like sometimes you can feel worthless. You can get in a spell of just feeling like it doesn't matter if I'm here or if I'm not. Nobody would notice. It might be a year, but you know, they'd move on. Sometimes it feels like you're worthless. And I've been there, but I'm telling you, John 3.16 says, put it on, I know I can read it, put it on, please on the screen. John 3.16. Sorry, I know it, but I just wanted to read it. For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son, that whoever believes in him should not perish, but have everlasting life. So fear of worthlessness, you've been bought. You've been bought. There's been a price paid for you. God gave his only begotten son for you so that you may have everlasting life. And here's, here's, here's a bonus point. It's not on the screens, but it's, your value is determined by what someone is willing to pay for you. And if the holy God Almighty was willing to lay down his son for you, does that mean you have worth? Say it, yes. I have worth because I've been bought. The first message I gave is kind of that nugget, is that you've been bought. So don't waste, don't waste God's money. <laughs> That's silly. Um, so next point, fear of failure. I'm going to go right back to Romans 8.28. Romans 8.28, so fear of failure. 
And we know that all things work together for the good of those who love God, to those who are called according to his purpose. So what happens if I fail? Caitlin, what happens if you fail? And we know that all things work together. That's right. Hey, too. Tiffany, what happens if we fail? <laughs> Romans 8.28. 8, 8, 8. Hey, uh, Nina, what happens if we fail? What happens if you fail? Romans 8.28. Hey, uh, what happens if we fail? If we fail? If we don't get into the college we want? What happens if we don't do good on ACTs? What happens if we don't do on our SATs? What happens if we don't, you know, whatever? Romans 8.28, yes. Hey, Matthew, uh, what happens if we fail or stuff doesn't work out? Romans 8.28. Hey, what happens if we fail? Romans 8.28. That's right. All things. He works out all things. Stuff breaks. Stuff breaks. Stuff breaks. And we feel like it, we're only a failure. Stuff feels like we fail. It feels like we failed someone else. It feels like we're not good enough. All things. God works out all things. So this word, this Bible, is a tool to remind yourself to be strong and courageous. There's many things in this. But this word that we can get into it teaches us, it speaks to us, the Holy Spirit speaks through it, and it speaks to us, and it helps us know, know uh, what to do. It helps us be strong and courageous. Another way to be strong and courageous is my fourth point, and Kimberly, if you can come up on, on, on the keys, uh, we'll, we'll kind of close here. So point number four is run with those who are led by faith. Kind of going back to our story, we have two different groups, if you will. A group of spies that say, yeah, the land is beautiful. The land is what God had promised for us, but I don't know if we can do it. Yeah, God said it. Yeah, God said it was for us, but there's these giants there, and I don't think we can do it. I don't think we have what it takes. It's impossible. And then there's this other group, Caleb and Joshua, that come back and they say, yeah, it's scary. Yeah, I'm afraid. But God's he's going to do it. If he did it then, he'll do it again. Whom shall I fear? What giant, what fear, what, what thing that I have in front of me, what should I fear if God is with me? There's nothing that you should fear. So which group are you in? Make this assessment in your heart. What group am I walking with when it comes to the things that I'm afraid of? Who are you running with? Are you living a life someone would want to run with? Are you the person that says, I, I, I can't? Are you the person that's saying, you know what? I see this. I don't know how it's going to make sense, but I know that God has brought me through so much. And if he's faithful to begin a work, he's faithful to complete it. Are you running with Caleb's and Joshua's? who have faith for the future, 
Or are you running with those who don't have faith for the next step? Caleb and Joshua saw the same thing. They saw the same things as the other spies, but they didn't let the fear of the giant stop them from what they knew God had for them. It's the same for you. Caleb and Joshua remembered all that the Lord has already done for them. They remember the time and stories in Egypt and the time in the desert. The time God freed the people from slavery in Egypt and the time that, that, that God fed them in the desert when there's nothing else but him to provide for them. So today, which group do you find yourself in? Which person are you? Are you the ones who let fear cripple you? Are, are you the ones who have faith in the one who can defeat giants and empower you to face your fears? Today, I want us to reflect and see this. Even if we have fear, we can have confidence to face our fears by focusing on God, who is bigger than all we may face. Hey, if you feel like the other group, if you feel like you're not the Caleb and Joshua's and you're the group that says, I am afraid of what I have in front of me. I am afraid about this situation. I do have fear about what, I'm, what my next steps are. I do have fear about what it's going to be like if, if I don't get this, this college scholarship. I am afraid about how it's going to get worked out, how I'm going to get enough money to get a car or, or, or get into the school. I'm afraid of what my life is going to mean. I'm afraid. I have this fear of people rejecting me. I have this fear because I've been hurt before that people are going to do it again. That's all that's ever going to happen. I have this fear of this pain in my body that's never going to go away. I have this fear that it's always going to be like this when I go to sleep at night, that I'll never be able to stop this, that I'll never be able to, to not cry right before I go to sleep, or I'll never be able to go to sleep peacefully and wake up peacefully, that I'll never, that I'll never fill in the blank. Your heart knows what you're afraid of. But God says, I have defeated bigger giants and I will do more for you. It pleases me. That's what God says. It pleases me to do these things for you. So if you feel like the other group of spies that didn't give a hopeful report and thought it was impossible, I want to, I want to encourage you today to pursue a leader because we're not just here to have fun. We're not just here to hang out. We're not just here to sit by our next, our best friend. We're not just here uh, just to listen to even me talk. We're here because we want to grow in our hearts. We want to grow in our minds. We want to grow. We want things to change. We want to be who God wants us to be. We want lasting fruit. That's not just for now. We want to be 60 years from now knowing that what God did in my youth set me up for where I am now. And it's not just about me because this is a generational thing because God doesn't just want you. He wants your kids and your kids' kids and he wants them to know him. And maybe for some of you, it starts with you. How does that sound? Does that sound like something that would be worthy of a life lived after God? There's nothing, there is not a better inheritance that I could give my children 
within a relationship with God. Some of you, oh God, thank you so much. Some of you need to thank your mom and dad because you, they, they've given you this relationship, not they've given you this relationship, but they've, they, they've brought you to church. They've poured into you. They've, they've prayed over you. You are, you are here because many people's prayers. So we're here not just to do whatever. We're here to help. Our leaders are here for you. I want you guys, if you feel led to, if you feel like this is you, I want you to, to, to go to a leader after service because we want to come alongside of you. We'll be those Caleb's and Joshua's for you to help you see that God's got the battle, that God will be with you in the storm, that God calms the storm, that God defeats the giant. He defeated the grave. What makes you think he won't defeat what you have in front of you? We want... We hope you've been inspired by this word. To help awaken your faith on a regular basis, subscribe now so you can be alerted when we have a new message. Thank you so much for listening.